When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. We are back. We said we didn't want to come back again for another preview show, but we're here. I'm Danny, and after the ridiculousness that was last weekend, we've dusted ourselves off. We're ready to run a repeat of one of our most memorable ever playoff semi-finals. And to help me do that will be one of our favourite fans from the season, Craig Priest from the Mansfield Matters podcast. We're going to be talking all things stags in a little bit. But first, I'm joined, as always, by Charles Commons. How are you, Charles? Uh, I'm disappointed. I feel like you lied to me last did, week. I did, yeah. I lulled you in by saying this is the last one, didn't I? You did. Yeah. yeah. It's all your fault, Danny. Yeah, everything is. <laughs> always. <laughs> always your fault. I'm um, well, thank you very good. much. Good. I feel like the podcast of the weekend helped us to dust them off, dust the cobwebs off and chat it all through and get it all out of our system. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would feel the same and I do feel the same. Um a bit. However, I would feel more like that if it wasn't for all the ridiculousness about the, you know, basically Bristol Rovers fans being constantly on the on social media, having to pop at us. Enjoy yeah, your yeah. promotion. Just enjoy the promotion. Yeah. Why are you wasting your time with us? Yeah, go away. Go oh, <laughs> bored now. Get out. Leave yeah. me alone. Yeah, try living there, Charles. <laughs> no, literally the first thing when I went I've into told the gym. you to go away from the memorial <laughs> you shouldn't be there first thing that happened when I went into the gym on Monday morning two Bristol Rovers fans in the in the changing room going oh what an amazing time what a great what a day never going to be repeated I'm like stood there in my cobbler's shirt going yeah cheers lads <laughs> yeah I mean but, I, I, yeah I, I can't believe you wore your cobbler's shirt oh you got to brave yeah. that's what that was brave <laughs> well done mate I'm proud of you well here we go. We we've been here before, obviously, Charles. We have uh, with with Mansfield sixteenth and eighteenth. You said we wouldn't be again this yeah. week. But here we are <laughs> with Mansfield specifically. Sixteenth um, of May two thousand and four, first leg of the playoffs at Six Fields between Mansfield and the Cobblers. We finished fifth and sixth in League Two that season. Mansfield won two 0 at Six Fields thanks to goals from Reece Day and future Cobbler Junior Mendes. Remember him, mm, Charles? Yeah. I do remember and, him. And uh, looked like it was all over. I think we'd all half resigned ourselves. But then it all kicked off, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh, quick. Why are you reminding me of this? I, well, because I, it, I'll be honest, I it, don't like it. It was bittersweet, I think, in a way. That's why. Because it's, mm. you know, we've gone 3 0 up on the night. Tom Curtis should be sent off, scores to level it, and you know what happens after that. I think, I can't remember whether it's in the ex- last minute of extra time or normal time where Asamoah went through and was brought down. 
I say brought down, knowing Derek Asamoah, history says maybe not. But <laughs> um, and then obviously Mansfield win on penalties, which um, I believe is Mansfield's only ever playoff semi final win. Yeah, because I've just been told that by our guest before yeah. this week, <laughs> and it's a great pleasure to welcome back Craig from the Mansfield Matters podcast. How are you doing, Craig? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for a lovely introduction. I mean, you could have claimed that you knew that knowledge. You, you didn't have to say that I told you that, to be fair. So you could have had yeah. it and I wouldn't have said a thing, but uh, that's all I'm giving you. <laughs> but I don't want to be the one blamed for saying Mansfield have only ever won one playoff semi-final because it will all come back to me. It is true, though. It is true. We've been in, been in four and uh, never got past the semi-finals other than, obviously, against you guys in 03-04. So uh, hopefully history can repeat itself, bar for the fact uh, if we do get to the final, we don't want history to repeat itself there. But we won't talk about that. We'll just talk about the semi-final. We've, there's too much pain Hang involved. On in, Hang on a no, 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 no. There's too much pain You want to talk about pain? Before. You want to talk about pain? <laughs> I can talk about pain all you like. There's too much pain in football let's just enjoy the semi-final and what will be will be let's not drag up history let's not drag up the past let's focus on the future <laughs> well yeah. I was going to drag up the past a little bit by asking you the first question of what your memories are of 2004 that semi-final from your side of things um for me I was still relatively young then um an exciting night I didn't go to the uh the first leg because I couldn't get a ticket um watched it on the old-fashioned beam back at field Miller's was just remember the atmosphere being being really, really good and really enjoying it. And then the second leg, as you remember, we were awful. We were absolutely awful. I mean, Keith Cole used to say, I don't know. Whether, no, we were, just, we were just great. Well, I don't know whether Keith Cole used to adapt it in, in other jobs, but he used to say there's an easy way, a hard way, and a Mansfield town way. And that has certainly stuck. And uh, in typical Mansfield fashion, we did uh, throw it away. All I remember is the penalty shootout for, for ages because it was just, one of those nights I was right in line with, with the penalty box, had a really good view of the penalties and uh, unlike Mansfield to win a penalty shootout as well. So uh, I just remember running on the pitch and celebrating with my school friends when uh, Colin Larkin put it in the bottom corner. But uh, even better, because I was a goalkeeper when I was younger, was uh, Kevin Pilkington's save and I always tried to replicate that. Right, let's move on then. From <laughs> when, Colin Larkin get, when Colin Larkin gets a mention, we have to move on. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't have that on this point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what what what's the feeling is in Mansfield ahead of this one? We we obviously spoke to you what would have been about a month ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling ahead of this one? Just just glad to be in the playoffs at this point. Do you think? Yeah, hopeful. I think, like I said last time, the the only team that was going to prevent Mansfield from being successful this season is Mansfield Town, and that proved in in the games which followed. We've made some ridiculous mistakes. We've defended poorly at times, not taking our chances, and you know we, we've had opportunities perhaps over the last four or five games to hang on to that third place spot or give it a real go. But if truth be told, we've we've not been good enough. We've, I think we've pretty much warranted a place in the playoffs considering the the home run we had and the, the excellent form there. Second best team, of course, in Skybet League 2 across the season at home to, to Tranmere. 13 wins in the last 15, only one defeat in there as well. So that sort of gave us a little bit of hope and, uh, and things like that. But uh, I think it's just looking about whether we can get through and, and what will be what will be. I think there's a, a feeling amongst Stags fans at the minute of uh, not one that I've felt before. Usually when you're in the playoffs, there's, there's quite an expectation to go and get promoted. There's not this year with, with Mansfield. It's a, it's just a case of what will be will be, what will unfold will unfold. And if we don't do it this year, then we'll give it a damn good go next year. So I think we're just quite excited to to see what happens, really. How, how are you then feeling about it being us? 
that you're playing? Because obviously that's that is one of the things that obviously we always do, isn't it? You, you always think to yourself, oh, if we're going to make the playoffs, who do you want? Getting Northampton for you, what's that feeling for you? Uh, it's it's an interesting one to to comprehend. I mean, a lot of people talk about the so-called home advantage, don't they, in in the second leg? But I think it, it almost switches round this time around because of Mansfield's good home form, like I've just mentioned, and the fact that you guys fell out in the, I have to say, very, very cruel way in which you did on uh, on Saturday up at Barrow. That must have been a horrendous journey home, by the way. Uh, I, I think there's, there is a mindset thing there with players. <laughs> <You're right>. managers, <laughs> managers will come out and say, no, no, we'll, we'll focus, we'll move on. But players are human beings. They will feel it exactly like the supporters are feeling it and that will have an effect in that first leg. And of course, you've got the goalkeeper situation as well, um, which I don't know whether that's been resolved yet or not, but it's looking likely, last time I heard that, he will be suspended for the first leg. He's played, what, all every single league game as well for you guys too. So that's going to be uh, a big blow for you. And we're expecting a big crowd at home. So I think we're feeling a little bit hopeful that we can seize that. So I think it's more a thing of, like you say, about looking at who we're playing. I think we've got the the, the right team in terms of the mental battle. I mean, we were in the opposite, the exact same position as you guys were just two or three seasons ago. We were in a great position in 2018-19 to go and get automatic promotion. And again, Mansfield did a Mansfield and, uh, and chucked it away. On the last game of the season... By losing 1-0 at MK Dons, all we needed to do was draw and we'd have been up in up in third. When you fall out of that third position on the final day of the season, it is really hard to pick yourself up and go again in the playoffs. And we found that then. And I think other teams have found that previously. So it'll be interesting to see where we are at the end of the first leg. If Mansfield have got a, a, a decent lead or if it's still on a knife edge, I think it'll be very, very interesting. But of the other teams that are in there, um, Port Vale and Swindon, I'm glad it's not Port Vale. Obviously, it's a short trip for, for Mansfield if it were were to be them. But the two games we played against Port Vale, they're a very, very good side. They've got a lot of ex-Mansfield players in there as well who were in that playoff squad, which I mentioned a couple of years ago. They play some good football, which we didn't deal with it uh, in both games, really. So I'm pleased it's not them. And Swindon, never really done well at their place. We do all right against them at, at home, but uh, they're, they're another one of those teams which can be sticky for us and... I just think that in terms of the way it's landed, the way you guys fell out on the final day and all of those things, out of the four teams that are in there, I think Northampton over two legs is is one I'll take. That's interesting. I, I think coming back to the what happened to us on, on Saturday and the falling out of the third, I, I, I do see your point completely. But the one thing that I'm sort of, and, and I'm pinning my hopes on this, by the way, but it's that thing of we did our job. We went to Barrow, we won 3-1. Now, I mean, that's the, that, you know, I, I personally was thinking that that's probably the right scoreline that I was hoping to get when we actually went there in the first place. It's a matter, I don't care who's listening to this. There'll be a Bristol Rovers fan listening probably. Hiya. <laughs> um, you know, it's a fluke. That would never happen again. Oh, yeah. It will never so happen they, again. They've not, they'd not been in the top three all season until like the 87th minute or something. It is ridiculous. And like you say, it will never yeah. happen again. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's, there's that situation with Scunthorpe potentially playing a, a weakened team, something like a 17-year-old goalkeeper or something. The situation they're in, I can sort of understand it, wanting to give the, the young players experience and, and what have you. But... A little bit unfair, but I suppose Sutton United fans will be saying that about Mansfield and uh, and Forest Green as well, because in the last two minutes of the game, once uh, the extra result had been pretty much confirmed, 
both coaches turned to each other and said, is a point enough for you? And they both said, yeah. And we just knocked the ball about for four minutes and nobody went to tackle. Nobody went to score. And they played They played out for the draw. Unsporting, whatever. I don't care. But like you, like you guys, you know, there is a little bit of controversy there. And I'm sure some sort of United fans will be listening to this and thinking, yeah, the, the league needs to have a look at it. But do you know what? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is it. I, mean, I just think that because it wasn't us, we didn't lose. We didn't not do the thing that we had to go and do. I, I don't think it's going to have... Th- as big an effect as if we'd lost mm. on Saturday against Barrow and Bristol Rovers had just won, you know, one nil. I think that would have been really demoralizing. I think this, we can use it to our advantage. And I, and I think that, cause I mean, I, I don't know about you, Danny, but now we're recording this on Wednesday evening. and I'm actually, I, I, the screw is turning now in my emotional <laughs> state. I am starting to just be very up for it. And yeah. Yeah. Definitely. wanting to go out and, and basically I want to go out and smash them. <laughs> I almost I always think it would have been better us having the home game first in this instance, like mm. because of what happened at Barrow, having a home support behind us from that just to pick ourselves up again. And, and sorry to cut you, but that's, that, would, that, that's what, what I was saying earlier. That's the only thing which I think plays in our advantage is the fact that we're at home first. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I think going into your kind of, I mean, Barrow is a lot different to Mansfield in terms of an away game. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, going to Mansfield, I said before, it's one of the away games you don't look forward to because you're going to be on top of us from from the start. Your fans are going to be well up for it. And I've just got a bit of nerves about going there, having that happened. But having said that, we have bounced back a lot this season and we've come back from a lot of situations that we've stood up and be counted when we've doubted them. So I'm hoping that we can just get through the first leg that that's my thing I just don't want to collapse in the first leg because if we go two or three down it's going to be even harder to get back up again I think if we can come out with it with a, a draw I almost said a point we're not going to get a point <laughs> if we can come away with a draw I'd be quite happy I think I don't know about you Charles but yeah I, I, I'll, I'll be honest and it's Wednesday the screw as I said is turning 5-0 five 5-0 nil. Five nil. I don't know right do you know what you, you say that and you joke but I reckon that there is something that is in it'll be like a burning fire in every player's eye and it will just be you know righting a wrong you know and if we go out there and because because I'm, I'm very wary of saying that you know if we go and get maybe either a 2-0 win or a you know, a 3-1 win, you know, a two-goal lead, we know that that can be overturned because in the playoffs because we've seen it happen countless number of times for us, games involving us. You know, we talk about that Mansfield semi-final back in 03-04. Mansfield had the 2-0 lead and we very nearly did it, you know, and overturning it. And if it wasn't for a dodgy referee, then we would have done. But... But if if we'd have, you know, you go back to the 2020 playoffs, you know, Cheltenham beat us 2-0 and then we went and and beat them comfortably at their place. So I would have to be, I would have to be turning around and going, we'd need to win the first leg 5-0 for me to then actually be like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, after what what happened at Bristol Rovers though, 
even that, I'd be there going no, in and going, no, anything could happen. Like, anything like, happen. We would, well, like we would allow that to happen, Danny. This is Northampton <laughs> Town Football Club, mate. Oh, yeah, solid all the way. Um, <laughs> Have we got a 17-year-old goalkeeper? <laughs> he's not far off. He's a, he's a young lad on loan from uh, Man United, but, uh, yeah, when it, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I don't think we'll be playing a 17-year-old goalkeeper unless... Uh, no, you never know. Stranger things have happened, you know, freak injuries and things like that. I don't know, but it's quite interesting listening to that because, you know, from from an outsider's point of view, I think people will be sort of listening to this thinking, well, the Mansfield fans are going to go on there and going to be like, oh, no, we're going to win. We're going to smash you. We're going to turn you into the ground. And you guys are going to be like, oh, no, we're going to do that to you. Yeah. I think I'm pretty much on a similar side to you. That I think everything's going to be on the second leg because it, yeah. It, yeah. It, we'll be expecting a response from you. It'll be how we deal with that. We've not been good enough on the road all season. Our home form's been great, so there's an expectation on us to to go out and perform in that first leg. I genuinely think everything hinges on that second leg. And I think it will all all come down to who performs best in that first leg and who comes out with it with a mentality battle. I mean, the only thing I'm hoping for is that we get a corner in the first minute in front of the Northampton fans and up pops John Joe O'Toole. Because <laughs> that'll be it. You, you, I, your you, hearts you, will you, be sunk, your hearts will be broken. <laughs> it's game over. <laughs> you, you mean that up pops John Joe O'Toole and nods it wide, yeah? Because we all know that where his heart lies, don't we? Come on, let's be honest. Have you guys done him a great big... Great big poster of him in a caravan. I think not. Why well, is he? He's a different man now, and he's shaved all his hair off. He's, you know, he's he's, he's very much. He, he doesn't want to. He's not headbutting Stags fans anymore. He's he's, he's high fiving them. So it's a different world. It's, a, it's an absolutely different world. But then again, you know, as much as I sit here and joke about John Joe O'Toole, we all know there's somebody in your ranks that can. Uh, even though you guys, for some ridiculous reason, you need to have a real good look at yourself. Don't <laughs> like him. He will pop up, and it, it, you know. I mean, the, the the picture of him in, in, in like devastated on the pitch at Barrow screamed to me. He's like he's in a monologue, was saying, "I wonder if I can get away with an own goal." Did yeah. you did you did you see what um, the Rose thirty two shirts would be coming out and everything? It'd be great. Did, did you see how we ended the game in that? Did, did were you aware of that? Rosie in goal? What a guy! I mean, if anybody's going to go in goal, it's Danny Rose. Clean sheet, clean sheet. Yeah, we clean were saying on the pod the other day. He's got more clean sheets. Well, he's got as many clean sheets as he has goals this season. Uh, for the clubless or more, maybe it's funny because you know we, every club has got that player, haven't they? Who, we, who fans don't like because they're not getting the goals or whatever. But you guarantee you this: if he pops up in the second leg in the 90th minute and it's nil-nil on aggregate and he scores you the winner, he'll be a hero. <laughs> of course he will. It was so. It was apparently... it's, 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 no, it's, it's funny though, isn't it? Because isn't football such a fickle game like that? It's, it's oh, yeah. brilliant. Oh, Gotta totally, love yeah. it. Gotta yeah. love it. He was he was apparently caught smirking when you scored a, a few weeks ago, wasn't he? When you um, going back to when was it? Early April, um, when you beat us one nil. Oh, when Ollie Hawkins <laughs> scored, yeah, yeah. yeah Ollie Hawkins scored. <laughs> some people, some Mansfield fans took screenshots, took shots of him like smirking towards your fans. I think <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. A I don't think smile. It, the right, whole thing there, I think, uh, I, I, you know, you always get players, don't you? I think it's probably a little bit of the same for, for John Joe as well, isn't it? Clubs and players have got fondness about clubs that they, they've been at. And the whole Danny Rose leaving Mansfield situation in the first place, he didn't want to go. I think it was all to do with the pandemic and the club needing the money for him to, you know, f- be financially sensible. So swings and roundabouts. And I think, when's his contract up with you guys? Probably end of this season, I'd imagine. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 he'll be coming back to us in the summer. 
I wouldn't be surprised. No, I, don't I wouldn't be surprised at all. at all if that's where he ends up back at Field Mill. It'll be it'll be, be either with you or if he can get over his uh, state with Big Steve, he'll end up at uh, Stevenage. Although Big Steve did screw him over once, so uh, I don't know. So uh, we'll wait and see. Anyway, this is descended into a Danny Rose and John Joe tour loving, hasn't it? Uh, coming back to it, then, um, like we said, the start of April, you beat us one nil. At that point in time, after you've beat us. You were level on points with us, I believe. We were down to fourth. You had two games in hand on us, one game in hand on Port Vale in the top three. Is there any dif- disappointment from you guys that you didn't make the top three in the end? Um, I think there'll be frustrations a little bit from uh, from a core of supporters, but I think deep down we, we've known, like I've said, that we've not been good enough. You take Reese Oates of our, out of our side and we're nowhere near it. He was injured for a, for a while and you look at the results when he was injured. We weren't scoring goals. We really, really struggled. We didn't play the way that we wanted to play and uh, there's things like that. Nigel Clough bangs on about refereeing decisions here, there and everywhere. And to be fair, he, he's got a got a point. We had a clear goal at, at Carlisle, um, you know, not given it uh, at 0-0, which would have changed the game. But if we're being honest, before that goal even went in, to not be given, we should have been three or four nil up. Similarly, in other games, we've not taken our chances and then defended stupidly. Prime example, one of the gaming games in hand that you talked about was up at Hartlepool. We're two nil up with three minutes of the first half to go. We're going at half time at two all. We've given two stupid goals away. That's what we do. Same against Forest Green on Saturday. We tried to play the offside trap and we just couldn't play. We weren't good enough at, at the back and again gave two sloppy goals away and made it made it hard for ourselves. So there's an element of disappointment in there, but let's not forget that Mansfield actually, you know, t- towards the start of the, the campaign, went on a terrible run, including the game at your place where we lost 2-0, where we went 14 without a win and we were actually second bottom at one point. So to get from second bottom with all these injuries, playing young players, square pegs in round holes, suspensions, injuries, to get to seventh place with the fantastic home record that we finished with, that fills supporters, the majority of supporters with immense pride and it like I said earlier if I'm going to use a word to sum up what we feel ahead of the playoffs it's hopeful because hopeful of what's to come whether that be over the next two hopefully three games or the next season we're just hopeful of building on something and it's all about longevity in football you name me a, a club really that in a 14 game spell without a win doesn't sack their manager I think you'll probably find that maybe one in five clubs will not sack their manager. Mansfield didn't. They stuck with Nigel Clough and it's reaped the rewards and other clubs would, would pull the trigger. Mansfield have been guilty of it in the past. So it's uh, it's interesting to see about laying foundations and, and, and building longer term, which I think uh, is something the club are, are trying to do. So I think, yeah, there's disappointment that we've, we've not been able to finish in third. But I think deep down, our, our fans know that we've not been good enough, hand on heart. Saturday night, prime time after the FA Cup final. Everybody's going to be watching deck. the FA oh, Cup right. final. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Noel's house party. Um, and I've got to put that on record. I'm gutted. <laughs> it's Eurovision. Eurovision, Eurovision yeah. yes. Well, no, I was, um, I was talking about BGT. I'm not bothered about Eurovision. We, you know what's going to happen there. Neil Poir again. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of lunatics jumping around trying to impress Charles, little Johnny Lemax did. It's going to be in goal <laughs> for the Cobblers. I thought you meant me. <laughs> <laughs> Little Johnny Max did. Can he, can he do it, Charles? Can he keep a clean sheet and be a hero? If Danny Rose <laughs> can do it, Little Johnny <laughs> Max can. <laughs> no, honestly, I've got um, actually no worries about Little Johnny Max at all. Um, 
Where was he before? So his name the, rings. Is it ex, is it, it was, um, Exeter? Ex- Exeter. Exeter. Yeah, he played. He played. A, he, he played against us in the playoff final for Exeter. He played a blinder. Played yeah. a blinder. Yeah. Secured let, his contract by letting four goals in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then we yeah. thought we'll have some of that. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I genuinely do think he's a good keeper. Yeah. He's probably been very lucky that the, your number one, you forgive me, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, it's completely gone out of my mind. Ian Roberts. That's it, Roberts. Um, he, he's just been, pro- Max Set's probably been very unlucky that Roberts has been in good form. And, you know, it's the same, same with us. We've got a, you know, a, a 30 odd year old ex championship player, Marek Steck, who, who's number two for us, not even got a look in this season because of a, another young keeper in Nathan Bishop. So just goes to show. I think, you know, he'll, he'll come in and try and stake his claim. It won't be a, it's not that case, is it? Of oh, we, we're playing the youth team keeper. You actually, you've got a very good replacement, and I think a lot of Mansfield fans and need to uh, remember that. Yeah, no, we're not we're not Scunthorpe, are we? So, no, we're um, not Scunthorpe. So, so uh, any team news ahead of the weekends? Any niggles? Anything that can give us a bit of hope, Craig? Or? I don't think so. No, I think um, Mansfield are in relatively good shape at the minute. We've only got one injury long term. Kel Gordon, who was out in the last game, anyways, he's missed the majority of the season. He won't be involved. We've actually got more players coming back over the last couple of weeks or so. Uh, Ollie Clark, who's obviously had a lot of play- playoff experience, uh, he's been back on the bench, hasn't played, but he's been back on the bench. And Nigel Clough will throw him in if, if he needs him. Stephen Quinn's the only worry for us, really. Obviously, given his age, he, he struggles a little bit, but. Stephen Quinn's got that attitude of uh, even if he's only 20% fit, that'll be 110% in his brain. So he will play and uh, we'll just we'll just give it everything. I think the only thing for us, it's not about who is available and who's not available. It's how we set up. And uh, if we start with Ollie Hawkins at centre-half with O'Toole, I'm worried because he's got the pace of a retired tortoise at centre-half. <laughs> if we start with uh, James Perch and O'Toole, the, the two games prior to the last two games of the season, they both started together at centre-half. We're absolutely fantastic. The wealth of experience between the two, two clean sheets on the spin, really, really did well for us. So I'm hoping that we we go with them. But uh, who knows? It's, you know, like I was saying to Nigel Clough, like he said to me on, on Tuesday when I spoke to him at, at the press conference, he, you know, the playoffs is a different kettle of fish entirely to what the 46 league games have just gone. You know it's a one in four chance. You know it's a lottery. So uh, regardless of injuries and players in, in, in whatever positions, it's all about mindset. So it uh, be interesting to see what happens. So Charles, do we do we do predictions? That's the big question. I didn't want to do predictions last week. And I think... You know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we are going to be coming back, aren't we, after the first leg to do another one so i yes. don't know whether so i mean it's it's dangerous because normally obviously we give predictions and then we don't have to speak to the opposition fan again for quite <laughs> some time. Yeah. whereas if we all give predictions now and then one of us or all of us are just so <laughs> uh, either if one of us is bang on then they're not gonna they're gonna be like grinning like a cheshire cat right. I'll I'll help you out potentially here so on on our podcast we do that we do a prediction league and I've been, we've done it for five series and I don't know why I keep doing it because I'm woeful at it every single year. One year we did it and we all put money in and I must have lost a fortune. My mate Nathan wins it every single year and I finished third this year and I don't think, I think I've only been right, bang on the money, probably three times. So yeah, I, I, I don't know whether that helps you or not, but I'm usually rubbish at them. Oh, mate, uh, I mean, anyone that listens to our Patreon exclusive pod, uh, The Basement Towers, where we cover uh, the rest of the League 2 action every week on a Monday, um, we do a prediction game where it's me versus a Patreon, a different Patreon every single week. 
Yeah, my record's not great, is it, Danny? Um, not great, no. I, I'd call you the Scunthorpe of the predictions game, Charles. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd say you need to send send Amelia next season like to, to play in your yeah. place. Um, go Cheers on then, Charles. Let's let's have it. All right, Saturday, Saturday, seven forty-five. There we go. Bedtime. Bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Sky Sports. What, how are we going? Um, I, I, I'm just going to stay with my confident bravado and say Mansfield Town nil, Northampton Town five. <laughs> One foot in the Wembley door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you go that out and that happens, I'll go 6 0 Mansfield in the away leg. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's as likely to happen as Bristol Rovers getting into third place in the final day, but I know that's a touchy subject, so I won't. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> <laughs> I say it in, in, with the best of will intended. Uh, Craig, what are you doing? First leg. Uh, well, I predict there'll be eleven players on each on each side, and uh, there'll be fans in both ends. Yeah. And I think that's about where I'm going to leave it. To be honest, lads. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, uh, if if I if I have to, um, I will say which you do. Uh, with, well, fair play. I mean, I, don't, I could just keep rambling and, and go completely off topic. Um, Mansfield have really struggled to score more than two goals uh, against someone in terms of overall scoreline. So I'll go a nervy 3-1 Mansfield with O'Toole definitely getting on the score sheet. Not saying at which end, but definitely getting on the score sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Charles, if we lose the away leg 3-1, there's no way we're coming back, is there? No, that that would never happen. Never, never happened in a 1998's worth of chance. No, no chance. (laughs) Okay, ironically, Bristol Rovers. So there we go. Um, Cheer up, you budget gas set. (laughs) There's definitely one listening. (laughs) All right, Tim125 from Twitter. They will be 100% loving absolutely everything you do, giving sly little digs every time now. But oh, Did you see the Barrow player as well who tweeted his, uh, mm. his, what was it, his PayPal or Josh something? Josh yeah. tweeted his PayPal. Oh, oh. what a dig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Funny though, you've got you to applaud it. All for the banter. I think, Charles, I was saying this on my WhatsApp, my WhatsApp group the other day, I think Colin Calderwood's going to be given the reins for the first leg and then mm-hmm. John Brady's going to take over and storm it home in the second. Okay. I think it's going to be very tight. Am I right in thinking he was the gaffer in 0304? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Are. He's got a history there. Yeah. I'd, I'd say put him in charge for both legs, to be honest, and, and see where we go. Uh, of course you would. I, I, <laughs> I think he's, he's going he's gonna to be the one behind the first leg. Nil-nil. I'm going nil-nil first leg and then we'll bring it home second. I, mm. I genuinely I genuinely think all joking aside and all predictions aside, it is all going to hinge on that second leg. It's going to be a very nervy affair for, for both mm. sides. And yeah. do you know what? I'm uh, Like I said earlier, it, it's a feeling of hope from a Mansfield perspective. I'm just looking forward to it. I think Northampton are very unlucky not to have uh, gone up in, in third automatics. You probably deserved it over the course of the season. It's two really good fan bases, two very similar clubs, and I think we're in for a cracking couple of games of football. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, thank you so much, Craig, for joining us. Um, remind everyone again where you, where you can find you on social media. An absolute pleasure. We are at MTFC Matters on Facebook and on Twitter, and I think YouTube as well. I can never remember the YouTube link, but that's more post-game interviews. But yeah, at MTFC Matters, Facebook and Twitter, whatever happens, Really looking forward to it. And thanks again for having me on. Genuinely one of my favourite other League Two podcasts. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you, Charles. We will be nervously watching on Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, sorry. Yeah, Saturday um, night. Mm-hmm. Get it right, Danny. It, I'm all right at the moment, but I think by, by the time kickoff comes, it's going to be... 
I mean, it's all right. It's all right for you two. You two are just, you know, you can sit and watch it and almost, I say almost enjoy it. I've got to commentate. I've I've literally had about 40 heart attacks nearly in the last (laughs) three or four games. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I mean, yeah, it's, I tell you what, if I'm still, if, if I'm still here and able to talk to you next week, at least we know it's been a calmer game. I nearly had a heart attack waiting for the refs to play <laughs> with a full-time whistle on Saturday. So uh, I've got a defib ready anyway, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've, we've not got any spare from our end. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday next week to reflect on this one and to look ahead to the second leg, which it looks like will be a very, very interesting game. Come on, Cobblers. Let's go. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network.